Welcome to the Anandi Sanu podcast and welcome to this episode. In this podcast, I want to explore the depth of our spiritual journey. And today I wanted to discuss an important topic, which is the different ways that we slow down or stop our spiritual growth. As seekers on the spiritual path, it's really crucial to be aware of the obstacles that can hinder our growth. And by recognizing these challenges, we can address them and continue moving forward on our journey of self-discovery and transformation. And so let's look at the different things that I've written down that I think are really important to address on our journey. And the first one I think that is really important that I hear so often is and see so often is that people resisting change. And one of the primary ways to slow or to halt your spiritual growth is by resisting change. You know, it's natural for us to develop beliefs and perspectives over time as they provide a sense of stability and security. However, when these beliefs and perspectives become really rigid, they can create a barrier that inhibits our growth. And so for us as seekers, we must remain open to the winds of change in a sense that constantly blow through our lives. You know, there's constantly this wind that wants to create change and are we open to it? Embracing change means being willing to question our long-held beliefs, challenge our assumptions and venture into uncharted territories of thought and experience. Change often brings a huge amount of uncertainty and discomfort, but it's really in those moments of discomfort that really true and lasting growth occurs. By resisting change, we hold on to familiar patterns and ways of being which can prevent us from stepping into our full potential and discovering new aspects of ourselves. And that holds us back. That holds us bound. And often we can't step beyond that. And to overcome the resistance to change, it's helpful to cultivate a mindset of curiosity and openness. So being open to things. And then approach each day with a sense of wonder and an eagerness to learn and to grow. And it's really important to learn to embrace the unknown 
as an invitation then to explore new possibilities and to expand your horizons. And we always have to remember that growth is not a linear path. And so often we think that it is, that it's just one step after another and that it's just going to be straightforward. But it's really a constant cycle of shedding the old, in a sense, and then embracing new insights and evolving into our higher selves, into a new way of being and understanding of ourselves and the world. And just as a butterfly comes forth, it emerges from its cocoon, we too must be willing to undergo the transformative process of change. So it's really important to let go of the fear of the unknown. I know it's really hard to do, really hard to let go of the fear of that thing that we don't know or something that we don't know and embrace the beauty of change. And really you need to ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen in this process of change? And trust in the wisdom of the divine and life unfolding and allow yourself to evolve. And it is through this process of embracing change that we truly step into the flow of our spiritual journey and we experience profound growth and a realisation and an exploration of self. And what I want you to do now is just take a moment to reflect on areas of your life where you may be resisting change. Are there any beliefs or perspectives that have become really rigid and are holding you back. How can you embrace the unknown and allow yourself to evolve? Remember, change is not something to be feared, but rather it is a catalyst for your spiritual growth. And so for the next thing, I want to look at, which was a huge point for me, Fear of vulnerability. And I can probably hear some of you starting your self-talk and going, oh, my God, I don't want to be vulnerable ever. I don't want to show people who I am. And the fear of being vulnerable is a really common hurdle that can really impede our spiritual growth. Vulnerability requires us to expose who we are, to open up and share our innermost thoughts, our emotions, and our experiences. And it can be so uncomfortable as it makes us feel exposed and potentially susceptible to judgment, humiliation, or rejection. But that could just be in our minds and the way that we perceive ourselves. But it's really crucial to recognise that vulnerability is not a weakness but a gateway to profound growth and connection. And when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, 
we create an authentic space for self-exploration and growth. It is through vulnerability that we can truly understand ourselves and we can connect deeply with others and forge genuine relationships. We can't do that when we're not open and we're not vulnerable. By avoiding vulnerability, we may be unknowingly shielding ourselves from experiences, the richness and the depth of life and the divine. We'll probably avoid taking risks and expressing our true feelings or confronting challenging emotions. And while this protective mechanism might provide temporary comfort, it ultimately restricts our growth and keeps us from fully engaging with life's transformative experiences. And to overcome this fear of vulnerability, it's really essential to look at our perception of it, to look at it in a different way, to stand back and actually look at it. And rather viewing vulnerability as a weakness, we can see it as an act of courage and strength. It takes courage to be seen to share our vulnerabilities and to allow ourselves to be emotionally available. It takes courage to do that. Embracing vulnerability allows us to cultivate a deeper understanding of ourselves and others. It fosters empathy and compassion and connection. And when we are willing to be vulnerable... We invite others to do the same. And then we create an environment of trust and openness and true growth can occur between many, not just yourself, but with others as well. So let's take that moment to reflect on any areas of your life where you are avoiding vulnerability. Are there emotions or experiences that you are reluctant to explore? And then think about how embracing vulnerability can enhance your spiritual journey and deepen your connections. Maybe write it down. Maybe go back at the end of this and write these down and explore these for yourself. True growth requires us to step out of our comfort zones. And we have to lean into vulnerability. We have to be able to embrace the uncertainty and discomfort that may arise. For it is really in those moments of vulnerability that we can experience really profound growth, healing and transformation. And now I want to talk about a lack of self-reflection. And when we neglect self-reflection and introspection, our spiritual growth will really stagnate. And in the hustle and bustle and the busyness of everyday life, it's really easy to get caught up in the external world and overlook the importance of turning inward And I always talk about going to core, 
you know, working through the layers, releasing what's there, and then sitting in the stillness, sitting in the stillness and really being in the inness, in the inness of self. And then self-reflection is a very powerful tool for understanding ourselves on a deeper level. It provides us with an opportunity to pause, to be in the silence and to connect with our inner wisdom. And in that, we then gain insights into who we are and the world around us and how we interact with it and how we interact with others. And through self-reflection, we can see hidden patterns and beliefs and behaviours that may be holding us back from reaching our full potential and who we want to be. And when we neglect self-reflection, we miss out on the invaluable lessons and growth opportunities that arise from introspection, from allowing ourselves to see who we are in life and how we respond to life and how we interact with life. It's like we navigate through life on autopilot and we blindly move from, you know, one experience to another without truly understanding the underlying currents and motivations within ourselves and how we react to the world. And to break free from this, it's really essential to prioritise this self-reflection awareness in our daily lives and for that you need to be really present and again you will get that as you work through the layers and you start releasing things and you become that stillness you carve out moments of stillness and solitude where you can dive really deep within yourself and explore the depths of your being and I find doing the work of peak it is the most profound space for that contemplation, if that is what you wish to do. And it's a really great thing to do. And then in self-reflection, it's really good to, you know, ask yourself some, some questions. What are your core values and beliefs? Are your actions and how you deal with life aligned with your true essence? Are there any areas in your life that require attention or growth? And in that state of when your layers are clear and you're completely, utterly true with yourself, you can really honestly explore these questions and then you can gain a deeper understanding of yourself and then you can make conscious choices that support your spiritual evolution. And self-reflection allows us to develop self-awareness, which is really the foundation of personal growth. It helps us recognise our strengths, our weaknesses, what triggers us and our patterns. And with this awareness, we can navigate life with more clarity and make aligned decisions and cultivate a greater sense of peace and fulfilment. 
And we have to remember that self-reflection is not a one-time event or something that we do once a month, but it's something that is an ongoing practice so that when you become aware of something that you've said or something that you've thought, you take a moment, you go to that quiet place or you work through your layers, bring that stillness state around. And what comes out of that? And it's a journey of self-discovery and self-compassion. And it's so important to be gentle with yourself during this process, embracing both the, the positive and the negative. And then through self-reflection, we can unlock our true potential and we can accelerate our spiritual journey. The next thing I wanted to talk about was attachment to outcomes. And I know a lot of people are attached to outcomes. They're goal-oriented, outcome-focused. So becoming overly attached to specific outcomes or goals will hinder your spiritual growth. Like there's no doubt about it. And in our goal-orientated society, it's easy to get caught up in the idea that success is measured solely by reaching a desired outcome. However, on our spiritual journey, it's important to remember that the destination is not the focus. It's about embracing the journey itself because it's the journey that creates change and it's the journey that can bring us more joy because we don't know what the destination is, right? When we become overly attached to specific outcomes, we limit ourselves and we confine our growth to really narrow parameters and then we can fixate on achieving a particular level of spiritual enlightenment, yeah? Finding the perfect job or experiencing profound moments of awakening. And then while having goals is beneficial, yes, we need to have goals in life, it's essential to maintain a flexible and open mindset along the way. And by attaching ourselves to specific outcomes, we set ourselves up for disappointment and frustration, particularly if things don't unfold exactly as we had set them out in our head. And what we do then is that we may miss the valuable lessons and growth opportunities that present themselves in unexpected ways. It's crucial to understand that the journey of spiritual growth is a continuous process with each experience and moment contributing to our evolution. And instead of fixating on a particular outcome, embrace the moment, this moment, and stay open to the possibilities that unfold along the way and trust in the process of unfolding, knowing that the universe has a unique path designed specifically for you and be willing to adjust your expectations and surrender to the flow of the divine and by releasing attachment to that outcome you can create space for magic and synchronicity to enter your life 
and we can allow ourselves to be guided by the wisdom of the divine universe, God, and embrace the often unexpected twists and turns that leads us to greater growth and to accelerating that spiritual journey in a way that we didn't think was possible. It's in these moments of surrender and acceptance that we can experience profound transformation and find beauty in the journey itself. A spiritual journey is not a linear path. It's a dance, an ebb and flow, a contraction, expansion, growth and release. And you have to embrace each step with an open heart and mind, knowing that every experience, whether perceived as positive or negative, contributes to your spiritual evolution. And the next one is neglecting self-care. Neglecting self-care and prioritizing external demands over your inner nourishment can have a huge detrimental effect on our spiritual growth. In our fast-paced and busy life, it's all too common to put our own needs and well-being on the back burner. However, taking care of ourselves is essential for our overall spiritual health and growth. When we neglect self-care, we deprive ourselves of the vital energy and balance needed to sustain our spiritual journey. You know, we find ourselves constantly depleted, overwhelmed, emotionally drained and disconnected from who we are. Our spiritual growth requires a foundation of spiritual nourishment, which includes caring for our physical, mental and emotional well-being. And making self-care a priority means recognising that we are deserving of love, care and attention. It involves setting boundaries and creating space in our lives for activities and practices that replenish our mind, body and spirit. Self-care looks different for everyone as it is a deeply personal practice. It may involve, you know, activities like meditation or yoga or spending time in nature. Some people like to journal. I recommend peak over and over again. Engaging in creative pursuits or taking moments of solitude and reflection, so being in stillness or listening to, you know, a soundtrack or whatever, playing sound. It can be a multitude of things. Engaging in regular self-care practices is, is not selfish and it's not indulgent. It is an act of self-love and self-respect. And by taking care of ourselves... We cultivate a strong and really resilient foundation from which our spiritual growth can flourish. And it can't flourish if you don't have self-care. And when we prioritise self-care, we become more attuned to our needs, our emotions 
our inner guidance, enhancing our connection with ourselves and the divine, God, source. And we have to remember that self-care is not a luxury or something to be squeezed into the margins of our lives. It is an essential component of our spiritual journey as it nourishes us on all levels, you know, mind, body and spirit. And when we are well cared for, we are better equipped to navigate all of life's challenges. We maintain balance and we experience the profound transformation that accompanies spiritual growth. So you have to make a commitment to prioritise self-care in your daily life. Set aside dedicated time for activities that bring you joy and that bring you peace and that rejuvenate you. And listen to the needs of your body, mind and soul and honour them, honour them with love and compassion because no one else is going to do it for you. People will be happy to take time from you, but you need to put self-care daily, daily into your practice. We move on to the next thing, which is another really powerful one, which is lack of mindfulness or lack of awareness in a sense. And being disconnected from now, the present moment, and living on autopilot can obstruct our spiritual growth. Not can, it will. In today's fast-paced and technology-driven world, it's really easy to get caught up in the busyness of life and you're constantly multitasking and we're running on autopilot. However, true spiritual growth requires us to cultivate and bring conscious awareness. We have to cultivate mindfulness and bring conscious awareness to our thoughts, our emotions and our actions. So everything we do becomes a state of presence. And mindfulness is the practice of being fully present in each moment with non-judgmental awareness. And I say this all the time is that when we're in presence and there's nothing in our layers, non-judgmental awareness is the way that we live because there are no life moments in the layers that will be brought up and will taint the thing that you look at or the taint of the discussion that you're having because it's being tainted with previous memories and thoughts and emotions. So mindfulness involves intentionally observing our thoughts, feelings and sensations without getting caught up in them or being carried away by the past or future. And that is really when we're in that state of presence, when we're in core, our layers are completely calm and quiet and we're in presence. So we could say mindfulness is a state of presence, but we'll call it mindfulness because people recognise that word. By cultivating mindfulness, we develop a deeper connection to the present moment and the true essence of who we are. And when we lack this and being able to see the world for what it truly is, we miss out on the richness and the depth of our experiences. We may find ourselves 
going through the motions of life without truly being engaged or present. And this disconnection can hinder our spiritual growth as it prevents us from fully experiencing the wisdom and the lessons that each moment will hold for us. And to be able to cultivate this, again, you could be doing meditation or yoga or paying attention to your senses. But for me, it's the work of peak, working in the layers, is so powerful and it's so simple and allows us to bring attention to the present moment where we become aware of our thoughts and the emotions and the sensations that are around us and that also arise within us. It's an opportunity for us to go into our layers and release more of the energetics of what is being held for us so that we can come back into stillness. So as we practice mindfulness or awareness, presence, we create space for the self-reflection and self-discovery and self-transformation. And we become attuned to the subtle nuances of our inner landscape and gain insight into the interconnectedness of everything. And it allows us to be more conscious in our choices to respond rather than react and to live with greater authenticity and with intention. So take moments throughout your day to pause and breathe and be fully present. If you do peak, take that time when you feel things arise, when that emotion comes up or a flurry of thoughts to go in your layers and release what is there so that you can become fully present again. And in that space, you will notice the sensations of your breath, the sights and sounds around you and embrace every moment as an opportunity for growth and let that state guide you on your spiritual journey. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was resisting guidance. And I I noticed this a lot in people and I just thought I wanted to talk about it. And resisting guidance from mentors, teachers or communities, spiritual communities can really limit our growth on the spiritual path. And it's important to recognise that We're not meant to navigate this journey alone. And embracing opportunities for learning and seeking support from others who have walked a similar path can really enhance our spiritual growth and transformation. And when we resist guidance, we deny ourselves the wisdom, insights and the experiences of those who have gone before us we may hold the belief that we can figure it out all on our own or that seeking help is a sign of weakness. However, this resistance can hinder our progress and prolong our journey, our spiritual journey. And guidance from mentors, teachers and, you know, a community provides valuable support. It brings perspective and accountability. And these individuals often have dedicated their time to studying and practicing the teachings that can illuminate our path. 
And their wisdom and guidance can help us navigate the challenges and clarify our understanding and provide a safe space for exploration and growth and asking questions, right? For me, it was I wanted to know answers and I didn't have anybody to answer them for me. And so I find that so important with our community that being available to be able to answer people's questions because people have questions and they want to know and they want to grow and that's the beauty of it. And by embracing opportunities for learning, we open ourselves to new perspectives, teachings and practices that can accelerate our growth. We allow ourselves to be humble and receptive and recognising that there's always more to discover and learn on our journey. Through the guidance of others, we can avoid unnecessary detours. We can gain insight into our patterns and our blind spots. And we can receive encouragement during challenging times because there will be challenging times. There will be times when you're just cruising and everything's wonderful And then there are times that will be really challenging. And in those times is when you reach out to the people that you're walking with and you go, I need you to work in my layers. I need you to find the thing that is holding me bound because I can't see it for myself. And then more than often, it is literally within the period of half an hour that something shifts and you're back on track again. And that's the beauty of it, that you're not battling these things by yourself. And seeking support from a spiritual community can be incredibly enriching and connecting with like-minded individuals who share our aspirations and challenges creates a supportive network where we can learn and grow and inspire each other. Being a part of a community allows us to share experiences and receive guidance and deepen our understanding through the wisdom, the collective wisdom. So be open to guidance and support for those who have walked the path before you or walk the path with you and seek out mentors or teachers or a community that resonate with your values and aspirations and embrace the opportunity to learn and grow and connect with others. Connect. It's the most important thing. Connect with others who can uplift and inspire you on your spiritual journey. Don't lock yourself away. Connect. So those are the things that I wanted to talk about that are really important points for you to consider that may be slowing down or stopping your spiritual growth or hindering your spiritual growth. And by being aware of these potential obstacles, you can empower yourself to overcome them and continue your journey of spiritual growth and awakening. And as we conclude this episode, I want to encourage you to reflect on each of those things in this podcast and maybe go back and really explore them again and see if any resonate with your own journey. And remember, growth requires courage, openness and a willingness to explore the depth of who you are. 
Thank you for joining me on this enlightening discussion. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with others who may benefit from it, who are also on their spiritual path or who are looking for the thing but they don't know what it is. And that's one of the things I've heard so often. People often go, I didn't even know I was searching for this. But I came across it and now I know what I need for me. Thank you for being here and we will talk very, very soon. Many blessings. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review and please share it with others. To stay up to date with the Nandi Sanuri podcast and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Anandi Sanu and on Facebook at Anandi Sanu. Thank you again, many blessings, and I'll see you next time.